Welcome to the Workshop Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today is my wife. I don't have a scheduled guest today because we've had a few changes in our schedule, mm. which um, kind of elicited this train of thought and this podcast option. Um, and so I guess maybe we, we, let's talk a little bit about what's kind of happened over the last week or so. So for starters, we've obviously been on this family trip and going across the country in Canada. And then we dropped down here into Massachusetts to visit my brother. On the way down to visit him, we had uh, started to develop a couple issues with the truck. And by the time we got here, they were kind of noticeable needing to be repaired type of things. And I thought it was a simple hub repair. So asked my brother if he had a trusted mechanic. And he did, so we took it in there and discovered that... It basic, does not. Yeah, basically the entire front-end suspension of the truck is shot. Yay! Thank you for the dramatic yay that you had. I feel like my contributions today. Yeah, they're great. I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so instead of having a two-day stop here at my brother's and a quick visit, we've been here for over a week at this point. Today's Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we got here last Tuesday, so yeah. Yeah, it has been over. Well, we can change at this point. And, uh, well, they claim we're not wearing out our welcome. Uh, I, I want to leave before we do. <laughs> so, unexpected changes of plans. What do you what do you think of that, my dear? Um, for someone who struggles with anxiety, I don't like them. <laughs> anxiety and ADD? Anxiety and ADD. I struggle with changes to plans. Uh, they can definitely be triggering. For lots of different reasons, for lots of different people, and I, they're just that they're unexpected, right? You can't; it's nothing you can't prepare for them. Yeah. Um, so, kind of what I had prepared here is I, I wrote down setbacks or those unexpected bumps in the road that can throw us off course in our personal and professional lives. Whether it's a project that didn't go as planned, a relationship, health, all of these setbacks are—they're kind of a universal part of life. Like that. Yeah, like that setback there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and we were talking about that with my brother earlier today as we were talking, him and his wife, and we talked a lot about you can't get through life without some sort of challenge or some sort of struggle. I think like we've had two big trips this summer and we've experienced issues with the truck and with the trailer and with other things and um, like health-wise I've had some challenges and stuff this year and I feel like none of them were things that we could be like, oh yeah, we planned for this. You know, It wasn't something we could fix before it went wrong. And I think that it's almost, I think the uncertainty of that or the, the loss of control of that, I find difficult to deal with. Yeah. It's, um, I think, I think a lot of people get, get kind of trapped into the mindset too, that a setback or a problem along the path or in the project or on the, on the art is a failure. Was, yeah. You know, like, uh, the reality of our trip here is we've driven well we're over 15,000 kilometers this this summer Sour. the last three months so that's over 10,000 miles in the last three months on a in a truck that's over 100,000 miles 170 something thousand kilometers at this point and yeah if nothing else maintenance is going to have to be done right yeah and and so but I was actually thinking about that when I said well, there's nothing I could prevent I think I think I kid myself in that too. There's probably things that I you could do to prevent health things from happening or 
and and be those mental health things or physical health things there is maintenance that we require for our person to keep going or else yeah those front end issues hit you hard yeah if you ignore if you ignore your check engine light for a long time well to be fair i know exactly what that check engine light was for <laughs> I know. And, and it was an irrelevant issue which factored into our repair bill as well um but but yeah there are check engine lights in our I lives think, too that we well yeah and unexpected ignore. detours can be all kinds of things they can be they can be children you didn't expect it can be jobs changes it can be covid that it could be massive worldwide pandemics right like it, it could be that i was going to go to the post office but now i have to go and do this other thing instead and just that can be a change or i was going to have this thing for lunch that i had leftovers in the fridge and then someone ate them that never happens no but those those kinds of things for some people like i know that that can be a setback for me in my day when i had that in my head that that was going to happen even though i never communicated it with anybody else that was my plan and that is a setback it'll set me back and i'll have to reset and so i think as long as you learn that you can pivot from those and i think that's why there's like those little ones that we get to learn how to pivot so when it gets to the bigger thing you have some experience to go from yeah um that's kind of what uh carol dweck growth mindset talks about a lot uh is that that setbacks are a normal part of life and they also provide you opportunities that you can grow but that growth is only, only occurs when it, when how you respond to the setback is appropriate if you respond to it as a this is a failure and i am a failure as a result you won't grow from that whereas if you look at it as an opportunity to grow for example when somebody eats your leftovers in the fridge that you had stored <laughs> um not that this ever happens in our house never uh, that's an opportunity to expand your culinary skills so i don't have to choosing to remain silent um yeah no there is always i think there's opportunities to grow in a lot more things than we choose to grow in i think more often than not it's human nature to avoid it because growth no matter what it is physical a mental emotional it hurts yeah it's hard it's not easy it takes effort and work and in a society where we're used to instant gratification it's not instant yeah bringing it to like the workshop therapy aspect of it you know Lots of people have the understand that when you make a mistake in woodworking, you can you can take a step back and fix that. You can repair it or metalworking or, or uh -huh. you can you can repair it, but then we don't transfer that to our our everyday life. And and again, I think that's when you choose to grow from it. And then I think that's when you start setting yourself apart as a creator when you're able to look at at the, the setback as an opportunity to grow. That's when you become a creator. You're no longer just copying things or just going through the motions. You're creating at that point because you've had to overcome something. And so growth has happened. Yeah, that's very profound. That's why I like talking to you. And that's why 100% of the people who responded to the poll said that you should be a part of the podcast. Oh, you think you tell me this now? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, 60% of them said, absolutely, we want to hear more. And the other 40% said... No. No, they didn't say no. Nobody said no. <laughs> Ever, they said, we don't care as long as we get more content out of it. Mm. So there you go. But, yeah. well, That's a Patreon thing. So if you disagree with that, sign up for Patreon and uh, go vote no against it. But, but if you want to hear more even, then you should sign up on Patreon 
because that gives me the opportunity to have fascinating guests like my wife on more often because she is fascinating and great. Well, I, okay. Circling back to like the creativity side of that. I also think it's a bit of a double-edged sword though, because it's, I feel like creative people as well, we're often harder on ourselves than other people. We hold ourselves to a higher standard and you push yourself more. You're trying harder. And so then you're almost more susceptible to that, especially if, especially if it comes easy to you, especially if it come, things come easy to you. I think that it's, um, I saw it a lot teaching school, right? The kids who reading or writing or things came really easy to when it got to something that was hard, they hadn't developed that resiliency of struggling through the phonics or struggling to get their pencil grip right or those kinds of things. And so when something came that was hard, they didn't have the steps to get through it or the, like the positive mental self-talk or any of that. Um, and then on the flip side, I feel like as someone who struggled with school, um, comparatively to my husband who just can read things and remember it from a book and I can read things and have no memory that I read the book. Um, you can get really down on yourself. And when things aren't for me, when it's not perfect or it didn't come out the way that I saw it in my head beforehand, when I'm creating something, it can be really frustrating. And I think that's that growth mindset is turning that frustration, changing that pattern, changing that cycle to be okay. What, what if I, what can I learn from it? Not I'm horrible because this didn't work. Yeah. You see that in, in creators in general and yeah, you don't, talk to people in the shop or, or whatever, when they've made something, they're always the first person to point out the flaw, you know, like Yeah. you look at somebody's body of work and you go, oh, wow, that's an amazing, whatever it is. And, and then they go, yeah, but you see this problem here and this problem here and this problem here. No, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see that. Uh, you know. Yeah. And it, and it can be really detrimental. And, and I think that you see a lot of people quit creative pursuits because of it because they're just not equipped to deal with those course corrections or changes to the plan yeah i think there's i think it becomes overwhelming for some people to try to correct a problem and uh, there's a, a psychologist dr barbara frederickson who talks a lot about adaptive problem solving and, yeah. and so that's basically you break down your setback your problem into manageable parts and then you look for the solutions to the smaller portions, at which point you then have solved the entire problem. With, with like our truck, for example, you know, we could go, ah, oh, there's lots of these big problems, and just be overwhelmed by the by the $5,000 repair bill, or we can break down the steps and go, well, we need to, and that's basically what we did, is there was multiple problems in the truck. There, you know, there's the front end suspension, and then there's the leaking radiator, and, and then there was the active front um, air shutters and and that's the, that's the check engine light that I knew was on was the <laughs> the air shutters and that's an irrelevant part it doesn't affect anything it's just a, a electronic thing to bug you I think but so I had been ignoring that one knowing that it's not a problem but then as these other problems developed it becomes oh no overwhelming but then you break it down and you go okay we need to fix this we definitely need to fix the suspension because we don't need to have the wheel fall off as we're driving down the highway um, and then we went through that that problem solving thing and then decided well we might as well fix this and we might as well fix this and it was less overwhelming in the end although anytime you have a five thousand dollar repair bill on your truck it is or on your vehicle when you're literally five thousand miles from home it is a stressful experience nonetheless yeah i, I reminded uh, talking to you right now about when we were at the 
the Natural History Museum in the part where the kids were doing the science experiments. They, I read a book to the girls and it was a little girl who wanted to make something and she went and got all the parts and she made the first thing but it wasn't quite right and she made the second thing and it wasn't quite right and she goes through and she's making all these things and people are watching her and she's just on like the street outside her house right and she gets to the point where she makes the last one and she's it's not it and she's discouraged and upset and she takes her dog who's been with her through this whole time and, and they walk off and she's feeling really sad and really frustrated and she's I'm just gonna go and clean it up and so she comes back around the block and when she gets to the front she sees oh on the first one this part is right and on the second one that part was right and on the third one something else and something else until she realizes that walking through her process each time she did something she did something else that now she could go and make the thing that she wanted and even though it wasn't at the end she says even though it's not the color she wanted or exactly what she had in her head it was what she needed for her problem and it ended up being she was building a sidecar for her dog on her scooter and it was and it was cute made up of like little toaster parts and stuff so it was neat to, to see but i think that's so often the process too is there is a point where sometimes where you have to step back like you were saying and look at all the little things that got you to this point where all the little steps you have to make to move forward because you can't just look at the big problem or you're going to be overwhelmed and never start or never yeah it's, it's like yeah. As as makers and creators of things, there's a lot of times where you run into a problem where you don't know how to do something and then you stop and you, you take that step back and you circle around to it again and suddenly the, the inspiration hits you. Like we talked about a few podcasts ago, the creative cliff illusion, how, how people have this false expectation that creativity should be this stroke of genius when in fact most of the time it is, it's a reiteration of things that you've already done or already known and you recombine those into new and different ways and so even though something is um, not exactly the way you envision it in your mind it it serves its function and, and you've learned something from it and I think that's one of the 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 crucial the crucial things about dealing with with setbacks is that learning from the failures because if you just fail and then give up you haven't learned anything you haven't progressed I think that's more damaging to you in the long run than than the failure in and of itself because it limits your ability to move forward and to and to grow. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it does, and I think as a society, we we glamorize instant success. We glamorize savantness almost, right? Like it's it's amazing. They don't even have to try, and that's what it should be like for all of us. No, the reality is that the work that you put into it not only gets you to the point that you want to, but also can be what brings you joy. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the, the downsides of social media, right? Is everybody curates their, uh-huh. their outward facing life into, you know, look at me, build this piece of furniture here this week. And you, and you see something that would take you yeah, months done in a single week. When in fact it did actually take months. You just see the videos released on schedule and you see the edited cut down 10 second sound clips of, Look at how fast I can assemble this drawer. Never mind the ones that are broken, and never mind the fact that there's only one coat to finish on. Just enough to see the yeah, you know, the... because you don't see those imperfections, and you don't see the the pains and the toils that people go through, right? You see what almost what you want to see, and as long as you want to see ease and instant, you know, that's I, I that's why scrolling is so popular because you can instantly see things happen and and people getting what they want right and yeah. and i think um taking a step back from that and taking a step back from 
and looking at things as a this it's going to take me a while this project is going to take me a while so let's break it into chunks and i do the same thing with the kids with their schoolwork giving them a stack of books and saying this all has to be done today is never going to be successful and yeah, break it into chunks and pieces and then i think the step that we miss was so well illustrated in that book and i really should have got the title of it is when is going back and connecting the pieces of what you've learned to create a whole at the end because I often think that we have lots of setbacks and lots of failed projects in the workshop that just sit there or get burnt. Yeah. And we don't link them together. So taking that meditative time to connect to it and to make those linkages, I think is really important. Linkages probably isn't. Connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. Speaking of connecting the, the dots and reading books and titles and stuff, I know a few of you who listen to this podcast have bought my wife's book and I only see one review on Amazon. Oh, so yes. I would really appreciate, and my wife, I'm I sure would, would really agree. appreciate some reviews on there because that really helps with the bumping it up on analytics into the Amazon thing. Yep. So even if you haven't read it, if you want to go, I'll throw a link in the show notes to my wife's book and you could go and leave a review of just how wonderful a person she is and how you like to listen to her on the podcast and her <laughs> book is fabulous and everybody should buy it. There's the, there's For the, for those of you that book. don't have it, it is a children's book and, um, it is written to help kids with anxiety, to normalize it, and to give them some skills to move forward with it so that they're not paralyzed by it. And that's something that we deal with a lot in our family and have a lot of, I have a lot of personal experience with in, as both a mom of kids with anxiety and a child who struggled with anxiety and a mom who struggles with anxiety. So that's what the book's about. I tried to deal with it in a very child-friendly way. Yep. Yeah, and that's, you know, again, like with anxiety, I guess too, you, you make mistakes and you, you iterate on strategies to to deal with it better next time than you did this time, right? Yeah, and I can see the times where I've had more of a handle on that is when I've been connect I've been conscious of connecting the dots of, okay, how did I deal with that step? And I, yeah, I did still feel anxious. I, I did still feel those things, but this also happened and, and I could tie that to that or I did this strategy that helps then and that's something there. And it is a lot about self-reflection. And I can remember, I can remember during my teaching practicum, we had to do reflections after each lesson. And I can remember thinking, this is the most stupid waste of time. Honestly, like, ugh. well, they wanted like two or three pages on your lesson. And I was like, there's no way when I'm teaching, if you're, each lesson is a half an hour, how many lessons do you teach in a day? 16 lessons? Probably not. Like, so say a dozen lessons, because you got lunch and all that kind of stuff a dozen lessons there's no way i'm spending 12 hours a day reviewing my lesson but now i can see where that review piece i don't think was explained to me properly because i don't think it needed to be this long journal entry the way that they had it i think it can be point form i think it could be a drawing i think it can be time that you spend closed eyes and meditating i do think there is definitely place for and correct me if i'm wrong um writing it down and making that brain body connection as well but I think that that is so important. Um, and I see that when when I teach the kids and we review, okay, what went well today? And something that I started doing with my classes was three stars and a wish at the end of my lesson, especially when I was teaching music in five schools and going around. Three stars and a wish. What are three things that went really well in our classroom today? What are three great things? And then what is something that we could improve on for next time? And for little kids, that's the way that you can do it. But for adults, maybe... If you're struggling with dealing with setbacks, when you have your setback, okay, what are three things, three good things that came out of this? And what is one thing I wish I knew so that I could work on for next 
time. I don't know. That's actually one of the things that I have down here for a podcast idea in the future uh, from a Harvard professor, uh, Teresa M. Amabili, I think it's how you say her name. Uh, she's a professor at Harvard, and she does this thing for productivity and motivation. Just at, the every, at the end of every day, write down, today I made progress on whatever it is. Tomorrow will be a great day if I focus on X, whatever that is, right? And, and that kind of ties into your... My three stars and a wish. Yeah, your three stars and a wish. Mm-hmm. Because, because what you're doing with that is you're, you're recognizing a success that you had. And then you're looking at it and going, I can improve by doing this. Instead of just having a, a, a fixed mindset of, ooh, I had a setback, I have failed. You go, I've had a setback, now I can improve. And it's recognizing those little setbacks that you may may have, but also recognizing the fact that they aren't, the setback isn't what defines you at the end of it. And that mm-hmm. kind of helps build a lot of emotional resiliency around around anything, really. I mean, making, we have little setbacks, we make mistakes, art, creativity in general, life. We all have setbacks of various sorts. I, I think um, I think it's important to look at the environments that you're in and the people that you're surrounding yourself with too. My first degree is in music, and music for me was a very negative creative space. And I know this will not be everyone's experience, but for me it was because it was very much a all or nothing. You were perfect, or you weren't. You had all these things to to improve on and we would do what was called juries at the end of each semester and so you would play the songs that you'd been working for in front of a panel of juries and they would give you their comments and the um the way that it was done was like 15 negatives and one positive no matter how good you were no matter how amazing the piece was and i know there was some like prodigy fantastic you know wish you were that person musicians that i i was lucky and privileged enough to go to school with and there, I, I read their stuff, and it was the same as me. And you can really see where that can get so draining. Whereas if they flipped that and thought, okay, these things were, this was good, and that was good, and this was good. Now, can you link this to this good thing? Can you link that to that thing that you're already doing? It's that habit building as well, or habit stacking. I think that's important. Um, and on the flip side, also, I did learn a lot in music. And one of my orchestra conductors said, um, when you're in, the orchestra you think that oh i'm just going to make my make a little mistake and nobody will notice but the problem with that is that everybody around you is making all these little mistakes that they're trying to cover up in the big hole so you don't notice them whereas if you just he said just make the big mistake because it's done and over because when you make continually making those little mistakes you just keep making those little mistakes and covering them up and you don't when you make a big one you're like oh yeah i'll go back and learn that section whereas you know and so i think that happens sometimes in our woodworking or our art pursuits or whatever, is that we don't, we continually make the little mistakes that are hindering our growth Yeah. yeah. without being willing to make the big one we know we need to make to get over that hurdle, if that makes sense. Yeah, what I was thinking when you were talking about your, your juries and, and how you're surrounded by people who are, you know, potential prodigies or whatever, but, but there's that 15% of picking at you and pulling you down for the 15 comments to the one nice comment thing uh the thought that i had was the whole the saying of it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys and and uh your your support system around you has a lot to do with with your emotional resiliency when it comes to 
two things like that as well. You have a, you know, if, if the people around you are also saying, oh yeah, you sucked at that or, <laughs> or whatever, then obviously that's going to be more, even more draining. And that's one of the big benefits of social media in my mind is that you can reach out and you can find people who aren't necessarily sitting in the chair next to you that you can show your mistakes and your flaws and your or your successes too and they can and they will give you that positive feedback as well but it ultimately comes back to to you though in your mindset and that you know like like you said connecting the dots between this is where i made my mistake and this is how i can improve or 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 making the big mistake and not allowing that to be the be all and end all and moving past that and creating a bigger you know, improvement from the big mistake instead of trying to cover up all the little mistakes. Yeah, I think I think that's like talking this through with you. I think that's where a lot of times we go awry is that we're just so afraid of that big mistake. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, like, well, what if the bad thing happens? But the opposite side of that is, what if success happens? Well, and I think how many times does the big bad thing happen anyway? Just a little bit later. That's true too. Like it comes to the truck, I mean, eventually the front end suspension is going to wear out. And it just so happened that it wore out here and we happen to be where we are. But we're in the process of a life-changing experience with our kids. And, and having this adventure is, is you know, whether, whether we spend $5,000 repairing the truck here or $5,000 repairing the truck at home, you know, what would our life look like if we focused on the $5,000 repair and we want to do that at home instead of on the road somewhere, you know, we wouldn't have had this adventure for which I am, I am grateful for. Yeah, I'm, I am too. And I think, I think, I think the takeaway for me from this is be willing to make those mistakes, be willing to, to grow, to admit that you don't know something, to learn a new skill, to branch out and say, I really want to make this wood turned bowl with this hammered brass inlay i don't know you know what i mean or hammered copper inlay that i've never done but i'm going to try something to push myself and yes it could fail catastrophically and 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 that could happen but it could also turn out to be something amazing and then and then then take that beyond into your personal life be willing to see those things that you've been putting off to expand and to grow and to push yourself to to try something that you know that you want to do in little steps, little increments. Good advice. So take away then, if you're experiencing a setback. You're not alone. You're, not, you're <laughs> definitely not alone. You're not alone. But but when you do experience a setback, you can use it as a, you know, I I use the, when I'm, when I'm teaching in a religious context, um, and, you know, there's stumbling blocks on our path in life. And I, I have often used the example of turning a stumbling block. The only difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is how high you lift your feet. If you if you're dragging your feet, you'll trip on the stumbling stumbling stone block. The <laughs> getting late at night, I'm starting to stumble over my words. Speaking of stumbling, mm-hmm. um, if you if you drag your feet and you don't look up and try to lift yourself up higher, you're going to stumble. Whereas if you step on it, it becomes a stepping stone to lift you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so we have we have setbacks, we have problems. Everybody's experiencing them. They're not a mark of, of failure on your part. They're not a, 
and not something that we should be ashamed of. And then as we as we change that mindset in our in our heads, when we make a mistake in the shop, when we make a mistake in life, we can we can improve and learn from that and to grow and to be a little bit better. So bringing this back full circle to the truck again, what I've learned is don't take your family on a trip because your truck will wear out. <laughs> but yeah. That's not no, what you've learned. No, I've I've learned that we've also had experiences in time in this area that we wouldn't have had. Yeah, that's had that not say. broken down. That's what I was going to say. Is like I, I've um, my brother that I'm visiting currently is is quite a bit older than me. I don't remember him being at home at all, and no, so I, I've never know. I've never developed any sort of meaningful relationship with him. Um, and and being stuck here in his yard, and he coincidentally is on a sabbatical right now. And so he's had some extra time to spend quite a bit of extra time. Like he had a couple commitments this week that he had to do, but for the most part, he's been around all week. And uh, you know, he spent time watching our kids, so my wife and I could get out and have a date last night, um, and that was great. And you know, we've gone fishing with the kids. We went and saw that yeah. massive turtle. Yeah. You know, you know all of these things that that we wouldn't have had as experiences had we not been stuck here for for several. For several days for over a week um yeah so these these setbacks especially if you're looking at it in, in your hindsight you know you can see hindsight's 2020 and the setback has been a, a huge benefit it did cost us a chunk of change that we weren't prepared to spend but i don't think if i was to look at this in 2020 vision i would change any decisions no any takeaways for you i think i'm just thinking about um just don't be afraid to make the biggest mistake and to push yourself out of your comfort zone, but with that, don't be afraid to ask for help, to find mentors in the areas that you want, and to be the change you want. Because I think that's a lot of what, for me, plays into my aversion to setbacks, is that I know that they're going to cause change, and I think if I would embrace that when I know that I need to make changes and stuff beforehand, setbacks might be a little bit less and change is hard change is bad change is bad yeah well thank you for joining me on this podcast you're welcome i always enjoy talking to you it's a good thing we should do this more often sounds like a plan be your co-host so yeah what do you think people should she be the co-host <laughs> no should not if if you want her to be the co-host i want you to send a response to questions at workshoptherapypodcast.com and say yes because she is a fabulous co-host and I like talking to her and if you don't want her to be in on the podcast anymore then uh, go find a different podcast to listen to <laughs> so basically you're saying I really don't care what you say I want you to be my co-host more often it's probably true <laughs> also if you have any questions or if you want to share a story on the podcast then yeah hit me up on the social medias or send an email to questions at workshoptherapypodcast.com and we'll get you on. Thanks for joining us. I just want to say thank you to the founding members of the Workshop Therapy Patreon family. Eric of Overall MakerWorks, Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Brad of Brad's Customs, Matthew Serio from Arciano Serio, and the Grant Alexander. If you want to join on Patreon to support the show or just say thank you, I'd appreciate it. 